This is Brandon Ayuk, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here, of course, with the Trash Man, as we are getting ready to leave for Mobile, Alabama. Um, trash Man, what, what the hell's going on, brother? I, you know, just uh, prepping for this, well, cold front that we're getting here in Austin, Texas, you know, two yeah. days after spring weather yep these 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 rattlesnakes and mosquitoes and stuff just don't know what the hell to be doing man they don't know what to do with themselves they want to come out of hibernation then they just they get murdered so um yeah man i i, I can't hopefully say that i feel bad for them i can't say hopefully, I they, stay, hopefully they stay asleep yeah um all right so just a, a couple things that i wanted to get at before we get started first if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you could please give us a five-star rating and review. Um, the powers that be are starting to give a shit about that again. So um, if you could just take a second to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot to us. Or if you're watching on YouTube, if you could just click that you like the video or subscribe. What else am I supposed to say? Oh, and and comment. Comment below. Tell us your favorite uh and tell us what me, you think of trash man send me send me send me funds on my venmo account i'll give it to you just you yeah. know yeah yeah so in, in anyway if you could help us out with all that also again next week we'll be at the senior bowl so i don't know exactly what our recording schedule is going to be for podcasts or any of the rest of it but we're going to be there with the guys from player profiler we're gonna be there with matt and cody I imagine we gotta, we'll probably put something up every day we're there, right? Yeah, I mean we got we got a sick place, dude. A nice, really nice condo downtown. It looks like there's a lot of room to record, and so we're gonna, you know. And Matt always brings a bunch of great recording equipment and stuff like that. So hopefully we'll be able to put something together. I'm sure it'll be kind of co-branded between our YouTube channel and their YouTube channel, but it will be fun regardless, and it'll be good content. Uh, of course, today we're going to be talking about some of our dynasty decisions that we're making in the roster watch top 250 and also breaking down the Virginia wide receiver that I had talk about a tough decision that I've had trouble figuring out what the hell's up with this guy that I'm super interested to see next week in mobile, uh, Don Tavion Wicks. Um, Hey, trash man, I have a question for you. Have you seen, have, have you dared to look at the weather yet in mobile for next week? No, you, you might want to pack some rain gear. You might want to pack some rain gear. Uh, it, well, it, it, if it's anything like last year, then, you know. It, it, yeah. And here's the thing, man. Every time there's always in, in the in the in the Mobile Bay area, there's always going to be chances of rain like every day. It's just how it goes. A lot of the time it won't be raining during practice. The good news is that I'm holding on to right now is it's just showing, you know, chances, 40 percent chance of rain basically every day that will be there. But none of the stuff where it's showing like a little lightning bolt on, underneath it. 
And so as long as long as we don't get thunderstorms, they'll they'll have practice outside. If it's you know, if it's, if it's pouring, they'll have it outside. If it's drizzling, they'll have it outside. I'm hoping that we get a couple of those days where it's just, um, you know, just kind of in between, you know, in, in, in the in between the different kind of rain that we'll be able to take in practice. The good news is even in the worst case scenario, practice is shut down for the media. We will be able to go and uh, in the team hotel, we'll, you know, watch back the all 22s right after practice. And we'll be able to, you know, watch the drills and everything like that and be able to report the same way. But uh, I sh- I'm sure do hope, you know, knock on wood. We, we, we've only had it happen a few times where we've been locked out of those things. So um, we'll hope for the best this year. But uh, certainly looking forward to it and getting started with everything that we have with our prospecting stuff. Before we get to any of that, though, Trashman, um, let's talk about some of these tough dynasty decisions. You said that you're having a lot of trouble with some of the old guys. Like, you know, what? and I'll be interested to hear who it is that you're talking about because there's one in particular that I'm sort of interested in. But for me, here, here are two that I have a lot of trouble with, and it's two prospects that I really loved coming out. And they're sort of – I think that we kind of have them in the same area here. One of them is Jerry Judy. Um, we have ranked sort of in this same area as like George Pickens and Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks and stuff like this. I wonder if, you know, he's only 24 years old and I can understand why he would be a valuable asset in dynasty, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. If you look at him last year, he was able to play in 15 games and, you know, 100 targets, 67 receptions for 972 and six touchdowns. He averaged 13.6 fantasy points per game in PPR, but that still was only good for a sort of a back-end wide receiver too. Do we think Jerry Judy's best days are ahead of him? I mean, is it with Russell Wilson? You know, he's going to be connected to him. There's no way out of that thing. That That's he's, an anchor. He seems like the best receiver on that team. Okay, so you're, you're – you're so – then you're necessarily a lot lower on Cortland Sutton, who we have ranked like 50 spots lower. And Cortland Sutton, all of a sudden, is going to be 28 years old. Yeah. Um, if I can, I guess I can kind of, kind of agree with that. With Judy, I just have have a have, have a little bit of trouble, man. I feel like every year it's the old banana in the tailpipe. It's stepping on the stepping on the old rake with Jerry Judy. You draft him as a wide receiver too. I guess he's I guess he sort of ended up getting there. You know, he sort of ended up getting there. But I don't it was, think I've ever drafted Jerry Judy. Okay, well, uh, you, you, you you certainly have, Trash Man. How many <laughs> how many best ball mania three drafts did you? I mean, well, I mean, well, okay, and uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about in my season long leagues. In your in your main season long leagues that you care about, that you manage the where you actually manage the roster and stuff like that. I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I haven't been a big fan of drafting Jerry Judy either, but certainly he's a guy that. You know, we've had exposure to him in best ball and, you know, somebody who in Dynasty we have to think about because even being lower than consensus on Judy, I just don't know. It's like, do you really do you do we really I mean, he reminded to- me he reminded me of C.D. Lamb in that game where they played Kansas City and they actually put up a, you know, put up a fight against them. Jerry, that's the thing. It's like I, I need to I need to consistently remind myself of his prospect profile coming out and, and, and the prospect that he was, you know, the route runner that he was. He he had there were questions about his hands. Remember, there, and we're about to talk about Dontavion Wicks talking about questions with his hands. But um, but 
you know, Jerry Judy's always been such such a technician, and it, maybe he could be a guy that you know can get that separation for Russell Wilson and kind of help him kind of get back get back on track this next year, hopefully with a better offensive situation. The other one was, and we've talked about it here before, but just I mean, can I just take your temperature again on on Michael Pittman? I'm not that interested in Michael Pittman. God, that dog, man, is such a – I can't believe you, man, letting a dog crawl around on your I, – I, I, I hope that dog goes number two on your shoulder just for she, having she would sit never there do, like a parrot. She would never do that. This are, it's her favorite place to be. It's a, it's a disgusting <laughs> place to be. Um, for those who can't see, there's a little pug sitting on Trash Man's shoulder like a parrot. Uh, Michael Pittman is going to be 26 this year. Is the quarterback situation? I mean, is 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 the answer in sight for you? For me, I just I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. That whole team feels like it's just up in limbo. I know that you felt swindled by them going a little too hard this majorly year. Like swindled, Jonathan Taylor. I just by Pittman. I mean, I mean but just, if you look at some of the other receivers that he's around, I mean, like right. I mean, he's sandwiched in between Chris Godwin and Terry McLaurin, both of whom. I would rather have both of those guys. But I guess with Godwin, you worry about the quarterback situation there. Yeah, with McLaurin, you might too. I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen in Washington next season. Yeah, well, I think we do. It's going to start out with Sam Howell. Sam Howell, I mean, he looked good. And I liked him at the Senior Bowl. He was was one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, Do you know what I I kept thinking when I was watching him in Week 18? I was like, man, I I wish I would have stuck with my guns from the very beginning and made Sam Howell my all-Senior Bowl quarterback over Malik Willis. He was mine. I mean, well, God, we all came to the agreement that it was Malik Willis by the end. I, I feel like I like Sam ha- Sam Howell more than more than we him. could go back and check the tape on that. <laughs> I think by the end we were but we were all pretty. We were all. Uh, if I can check out my notes, I'm pre- I had I had good evaluations on Sam Howell. I, I should have stuck to my guns on Howell. I thought he looked good. Like he looked like a more serviceable quarterback than Malik Willis has this whole time. And God, that dog. Look at him. He's <laughs> I can't believe this. Um he 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 was more of a um a, a projection as to how he was going to how he was going to be, you know, at the NFL uh-huh. level and it just turned out that he's just he looks bad. I mean, they they had to play they by the end they said we 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 got to roll with Josh Dobbs. We can't even play Malik. Willis. I remember him at the Senior Bowl, his Senior Bowl year. He was actually probably the best quarterback in the in that Senior Bowl. Well, I like Josh Dobbs, and do you remember what a good interview he was? What is he like? Some kind of astrophysicist or something? I don't know. I just one of the, he, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't have many eyebrows. One of the literally one of the smartest one of the smartest football players that I've ever encountered. It's just a, you know, it's just like. You remember those other quarterback? It was like Nathan Peterman and like uh, oh oh, oh the Peter Copter. Yeah, man, that's like, a bad year. And like, see, was it CJ? What was that? That went to CJ Beathard. CJ Beathard. Yeah, that was a bad year. That hey, that year wasn't as bad as um, that year wasn't as bad as like oh god, there was one year trash me. You weren't there, but it's the best quarterbacks there were uh, Logan Thomas was one of them. And Stephen Morris from Miami, just all like the, you know, there wasn't anybody there to where you get any decent evaluation on any of these wide receivers is completely awful. Yeah. This, this, I mean, I think, but I mean, Willis, I mean, like, because we were kind of, I mean, like, a lot of people are saying the same thing about 
um, Trevor Lawrence after his first season. No, 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 they weren't. They weren't saying that he's unplayable. They weren't <laughs> saying that we can't even put him in the game. Let's let's you know what I mean. Let's call a guy for the practice. This guy is so bad. I mean, but I mean, but Gardner Gardner, Gardner Minshew wasn't like people were like Gardner Minshew all day over over Lawrence. It's a trash man. Um, and Trevor, Trevor Lawrence came in with the most insane pedigree that anybody's ever seen. The best since Andrew Luck. I mean, Malik. All, Lewis, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is like one, the first year in a quarterback is, it's it's hard to get a beat on, on the first year on, on a quarterback, especially you know on a on a team that really didn't have a great offensive line. What do you think about – so you talked – speaking of Malik Willis, this kind of segues into kind of old guys. I'm not sure if Derrick Henry was one that you were thinking about. but um, I, It wasn't him so much as like an uh, Alvin Kamara. But I, we, let's talk about Kamara. But first let's talk about Derrick Henry because I wanted to talk about it in the context of the new GM. Uh, have, have you – have you looked into the new Titans GM Rand Rand Carthen, or sort of know about his know about his background? No. Okay, so he came. Um, he comes from San Francisco, where he was the 49ers director of pro personnel. Um, he. Oh, okay. I, I think I, I think I read a little blurb about him. Yeah, yeah. So he's been with those guys. He also had been. Previously with the Rams, he was with the Rams, I believe, until like what 2016 or 2017. But he's he's been with the he's been with the 49ers for a good long time. And he's got he's the guy who kind of, you know, um he apparent apparently the decision to draft Trey Lance, uh, even though he's a director of pro personnel, not director of college scouting, so, you know, he was one of the guys who sort of had some input with that is what the reporting is. There's been some talk. That's another that question I have. There's been some talk. I mean, it's just, it's, it's out there about the possibility of maybe Trey Lance to Tennessee. Uh, if they do get rid of Ryan Tannehill. Now, my question is, do you, I, I mean, it would make sense if it's a guy that ran Carthen likes. And if the, offense that they're moving towards is one that's going to feature a mobile quarterback like we would see Malik Willis being if, if he's being the best version of himself of course that's going to be a, a huge part of the offense is the quarterback run game right whenever you pair that with a runner like Derrick Henry now re- remember Derrick Henry is going to be what tw- is he can be 28 29 Jesus 29 okay but whenever you do but he, I mean, Derek, he uh, doesn't, Henry, he doesn't Henry have 29 the, is like another running back to 26. Well, Derek Henry has, didn't start yeah for some reasons that I'll never understand that he wasn't used as a bell cow for the first yeah. several years of his which we which career. which everybody else which you know everybody else thought we were so cockamamie for continuing to yell about this stuff you know and now you know 4 years later he's been one of the best running backs in in football, and of course, nobody comes back to nobody comes back to apologize and, and, and say your boys from roster watch were right this whole time. But he, so yeah, he he doesn't have quite the tread on the tires. And you say, and you can and you can justify saying that if they're going to an offense where it would utilize the best of Malik Willis's skill set, and if they're interested in possibly maybe bringing in a Trey Lance. Now that's we don't know that that's going to happen, right? But it's I mean, if the you know if the 49ers – if the 49ers keep Brock Purdy, it's like, what do you, you know, it would make sense um, for it to, you know, at least put the feelers out for Trey Lance. 
And if that's the case, I like the idea of Derrick Henry for the next year or two at least in an offense that is going to have the threat of a, a running quarterback to keep those defensive ends from just coming down, crashing down right on him, letting him get ahead of steam because, you know, once King Henry gets ahead of steam, it's trouble. And I think that was a lot of the impetus for what they wanted to do with Malik Willis this year. Just Malik Willis was just so, so bad that they couldn't get it going. Do you think maybe get two of those guys in there and see which how lightning strikes? Um, maybe one of them could could end up being at least serviceable enough to be able to get some offense going. And then I I think if you're worried about Derrick Henry, maybe that would be my bull case for him. Um, do you have any thoughts on him before you want to talk about Kamara? I mean, I'm not worried about Derrick Henry. It didn't seem – Well, you are worried about the fact that he's going to be 29 years old. You have to be, right? I mean, we can't be considering Derrick Henry to still be, um, you know, just a, a – um, a foundation piece for a, a for a, a, a dynasty football team, if you're drafting from a startup. I mean, he, to me, he hasn't really shown. I mean, because the thing is, Derrick Henry loses a step if he does. That's that's not the bulk of Derrick Henry's game. You but know? it's all, dude. It's so it's so awesome to see him being so big and so much faster than everyone. Right, I'm, but I mean, but it doesn't. Some of these backs they lose a step and that's it. No, I get it. I mean, I get that. I get that. I mean Ezekiel Elliott. Golly. Case in point. Do you do you, do you think that just as an aside, do you think that the Cowboys would just eat eleven million bucks to let Zeke go? I don't people are he said he take he said he'd take a pay cut. Yeah, how much? It's gonna need to be a big pay cut to bring back a guy who runs for three point two yards of carry. Like Zeke looks like he is completely dusted. He's just uh, like and I, I I don't I mean I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I think, I think I think maybe it works in the in the benefit for the benefit of the Cowboys with Zeke not playing up to his potential and him knowing that, and also with Pollard coming off of a broken fibula, there might be a lot of apprehension from a lot of teams on taking Pollard on. So I feel like it kind of works for the Cowboys' benefit, you know, to and bringing both of those guys back. It seems like it, I, I I was reading on Sports Injury Central earlier that a, a, it's not a it's a fractured fibula, so it's a little bit different. But it's like the worst kind of high ankle sprain. And so what Pro Football Doc is saying is that it's going to be this thing's going to linger well into free agency. Um, I, I it, it won't be a kind of thing where he's going to have to pass a physical on it or anything like that because you know the team will sign him knowing that the injury exists, right? Yeah. But um, the uh, the timeline on this is three is three to four months. So I'm not sure how much we, you know, I, I was I was texting you when it happened. I'm saying well, we we probably need to dock him a little bit. I'm not sure we need to dock him immensely. As I'm looking at it, I don't think you really did. I don't think you really did. I mean, you got him to his place where he's like, kind of just under like Nick Chubb and Joe Mixon, who are both twenty going to be twenty seven. Pollard himself is going to be twenty six. I think yeah. that's fine. I, I, I think I think he play, basically put him in the right place, and I think we were a little bit bullish on him to begin. We could have been a little bit over. I think we were. I think we were higher than consensus. Oh, well, on him. I mean, if you compared it versus uh, the ECR fantasy pros, we were like fifteen spots high, 15, yeah. 18 spots high. So I think it's fine that we got him down just a little bit. About Alvin Kamara for me, dude. All bets are off. I like. I don't. I, what is what is. What is your take coming off this season? Because to me, I kept thinking that it was going to be uh, like, all right, man, it's just like maybe he's been kind of hurt. There's been all 
there's weird stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, but, I mean, you just look back at the overall body of work. He did play. How many games did Kamara play in? So Kamara played in 15 games. I mean, he, he had he had 77 targets, 57 receptions for 490 and two touchdowns. I mean, if you just look at him in PPR scoring, he was – I mean, he was his, best, his, his best game of the season was the last game of the – I mean, his best game of the season was the last game of the season. He But he, fin- he finished his RB13. I mean, yeah. he almost finished as a wide receiver or as a running back one. And it to me, it feels like to me, it feels like he, his fortunes were betrayed at like every turn. You know, it feels to me like it was like everything was just the complete worst, you know, the absolute nut low for what could have happened with with him last year. Yeah. So do you I mean, are we just going to say it's going to continue just to be the absolute worst for Kamara or there's that that's still lingering. And then there's also the stuff where he's eventually he's going to have to face up for this stuff with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department uh, over the Pro Bowl stuff. You know, we talked about it like ad nauseum coming into this season about right. the Pro Bowl incident and how at the time, whenever it got pushed back into the season, we said, look, guys, you're safe to draft him now. You know, whether he stinks, whether he gets hurt, whether the rest of it, that's fine. He's not going to get suspended during the season because the NFL is not going to do anything until a court does something. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so and so as long as this thing keeps getting pushed back, what his lawyers are going to say during the season is like, look, we're like, let's file a continuance or whatever the lawyer speak is. And let's do this after the season's over. We'll get it wrapped up. Now we have now the Alba Camara stuff is actually coming down the pike. And so you, you have the you have like this shit sandwich of of everything going wrong last year, right? Everything seeming to conspire against Alvin Kamara, all the Taysom Hill stuff, all the bad quarterback stuff. His head coach is a total donkey, you know, and, and, and Dennis Allen is not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. And and then you have that. And now you have the legal stuff and you just put it all together in a sandwich. The only countervailing argument that I have is it did feel like the world was conspiring against Kamara in 2022. And he still finished as running back 13, 14.7 PPR fantasy points per game. It feels yeah, like no, there's nowhere to go but up, but it's like he is – but it's that's hard to say for that is. old. Yeah, for the guy who's that old facing – I mean, that's my – I'm not worried about his age so much. I'm worried about the suspension. That's that's the – that's what's, what's looming for me. I mean, they got a preliminary hearing like March 1st, I believe. If he – I mean, if he gets suspended, that's – I mean – we were saying, what was it like? A, a six-game suspension? We were thinking going that into would, the season that would get that would get probably, but would it's a six-game suspension that would have to get have to get lowered because he would he would appeal it and say, it, you know, if this is worth a six-game suspension, why did you let me play in the Pro Bowl after the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department let you know that I was involved in this thing? You knew it on that morning, and you told me that I could play, right? So if I could yeah. play in the Pro Bowl, this game that's just making you a bunch of money and stuff like that for, you know, just for the fanfare of it. Like you're you're not going to let me play in actual games for my own money and my own financial future. It's like the NFL. I think that's a that's a fight the NFL wouldn't want to get into with, with with him in the in the um, in in the public square. So yeah, well, I would they think- might say that new details have come to light or something like that. Well, and he'll say new indeed as well. Come on, you think you? I just don't think that it's anything that I don't. So, think so you think it may be more like a three-game suspension? 
Yeah, if any, who knows? Maybe he won't get suspended. But I think it's fair for us to worry about it, along with just the crap season and the age getting up there. And I think that that's reflected in the Roster Watch uh, Dynasty Top 250 for our pro members. Trashman will be updating that um, on Fridays moving forward. The last update was on January 19th, so you'll get the next update on on Friday where Trashman will have a little write-up about that and a little video just detailing the movers as we continue through that stuff. Um, I had have, I have one other note. Oh, yeah, so the other thing I just wanted to remind people of to keep an eye out for is on – not this Sunday, but a week from Sunday, February 5th, you'll be able to hear us back on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can also listen back on demand in the Sirius XM app um, with the whole Senior Bowl recap. So we're not going to do any shows live from the Senior Bowl. We're going to be doing our podcasting with the player profiler guys and the Roto Wonderworld radio stuff. But we will have a complete breakdown two hours long on Sirius X and Fantasy Sports Radio that you'll be able to hear back if you're a if you're a, 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 a subscriber over there to Sirius. Um, and that's next, not this Sunday, but next Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, trash man. Let's talk about Dontavion Wicks, the uh, wide receiver out of Virginia. I, I can just tell you kind of real quick sort of what I thought when I watched him. Um, 2022 and 2021 were like a different – like to me it was like a different player. I don't know what happened because he had the same quarterback. There was a coaching change, right? Wasn't Bronco – Bronco Mendenhall was fired after the 2021 season, um, I do believe. But it like that couldn't have been everything. I know that Virginia also this year had that hor- had a horrible tragedy with involving their um, involving their football team um, where they where they lost a couple, uh, tragically lost a few members of their football team. That happened in November though, so I'm not sure if, how much you can attribute that to the early season struggles of, of uh, Dontavian Wicks uh, this year. Dontavian Wicks, um, he'll be 23. Uh, his first year in the NFL, he's listed an unofficial six foot two, 208 pounds. As far as his, um, as far as his production this season, it was, it was not good in 2022. Um, he had 16% of the team's receptions, 19% of the team's receiving yards, 29% of the team's receiving TDs for a total production percentage of 21%. As a high school prospect, he was a three-star in the class of 2019. Um, the, 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 the one thing that I look at was 2022, the drops were absolutely horrible. PFF had him with nine drops. That was just a miserable 23.1% drop rate. That was actually tied for fourth worst in all of FBS among qualifiers, fourth worst. They're like 415 qualifiers on that list. So, I mean, it's, it's really, really bad to be fourth worst. Um, during his 2021 campaign where he, where he really broke out as a junior, it was a, like 2021. He looks like a different player. Um, his drop was only an 8.1%. So it, I, take from that what you will, but for a guy to have a 23.1% drop rate from a quarterback that he's actually used to being with feels, feels like a little bit of just a little bit concerning um, the other metric that just sort of stood out to me from 2021 was he was top 10 
in uh, FBS in yards per route run, which everybody knows is just a, a super, super solid stat to look at. It's a powerful stat for our weekly in-season projections, and it's one that in prospecting is, has, has shown a lot of correlation with players kind of t- being good, right? Yeah, per- he, I mean, he broke Herman Moore's receiving record that season too at Virginia. He, yeah, yeah. But I just – I really want to see his hands in real life. Do you know what I want to see in real life? I don't want to just see it. I, like, I want to hear his hands. I want to hear all the – I'm serious. I Like, I want to hear all the – if that ball slaps into his hands and it doesn't feel natural, I'm like, I'll, I'm going to be hands off with Dontavion Wicks. But he does have some things about his game that you can like. If you want to kind of break him down, you're 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 the one who wrote this up. So uh, you can – you can I mean, well, he's – He's got he's a really good route runner. He's a savvy route runner. And that makes me tend to think that his issue with drops is not like a technical issue. I think maybe it's a concentration issue. I think maybe something was going on off the field that we just don't know about. Lack of concentration. I don't think it was a I don't think it was a technique thing because he's got really good, really good um, technique um, in his route running. He's got a comprehensive route tree. He's. Um, he wins off the line of scrimmage. He's got a quick release. He's got really nuanced footwork. Um, uses double moves and head folk head fakes really effectively. Well, that's what I was gonna say too, man. He like he can really stack these guys. What, what he's what he's good at is he, is he? And he sinks his at, hips low. He's a big guy who can sink his hips low. Yeah, and he's he's also just, he's also really good at um, he's really good at just uh, how do you say it? I mean, just like being deceptive with his play speed. It's like he'll yeah. start like he'll start changing out changing speeds. Kind of, you can yeah, change yeah. speeds. Like 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 he changes gears really really deceptively. It really helps him to get open. That's yeah. one thing that I that I noticed for sure. That reminded me of, I mean, my comp form was 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 Tyler Johnson. I thought he played a lot like him. It was funny to see what your comp was because that the guy who you comped it to was one of my early comps for Tyler Johnson. Um, but anyway, you can uh, the this this video we're showing here is from. Dontavion Wicks, uh, Instagram, one of these little um, montages that he kind of put together here as he was leaving Virginia with some of his highlight plays. Yeah, um, he also – he's got good body control. tracks the ball well through the air. Like I said, he's good at changing directions for a guy that's, you know, uh, a, a you know prototypical, you know, big uh, receiver. And he has he, – he's productive all over the field. He's a consistent chain mover. But he's got deep play ability as well. Um, he's willing to fight for the ball at the catch point, but he does let the ball into his chest more than I'd like to see. Um, he's not the fastest player down the field. I don't think his hands are natural. I, I just that's my original, that's my initial thought. This is why we go to the senior bowl, right? I just yeah, too many balls into the chest, you know. I I I, I totally agree. And also just even on the even on the like the like the thumbnail image that is on the site for the profile, it's like if you just look at it when he's catching the ball, like his eyes aren't aren't even on the football, and the football's landed in a weird spot where it's on his wrist. And you know what I mean? It's like yeah. there there are just some times where it's just I can't really tell if he's one of these dudes with these kind of magnetic Velcro hands. Like we, you know, not everybody's going to be Odell Beckham, you know, right. but um, I just I, it, it's just like it's one of the things I'm fascinated to see with. On Tavion Wicks this week at, at at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I think. Well, and the comp that I made was Allen Robinson, who you know has been a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde player in the NFL up to this point. 
Yeah, um, I so, mean, Allen Robinson. Wait, dude, is Allen Robinson even a good comp at this point? Do you even want to be comp to Allen Robinson? Well, that's the thing. I feel about Wicks kind of like I feel about Robinson. I I don't know if his troubles are in his head or in his hands. You know, it's 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 really hard to tell because we've seen seen how good Allen Robinson can be. Um, and it's somewhere somewhere in the past two years he just turned a corner and you know is a shadow of his former self but we've seen the upside and we've seen that you know when he was coming to the league he was a highly touted you know kind of possession guy that could stretch the field on occasion relied on his route running rather than his speed and I feel like Wicks is that kind of player um but it, like it's, but like Robinson he's a player where you really don't know what you're going to get just yet and I feel like that's why we have to evaluate him at the senior bowl